imagine having a free pass to your favorite streaming service. 24-7, they deliver exactly what you love. Anime, cooking, beauty, gaming, gardening, work stuff, whatever, you name it. Now picture this. Overnight, they pull a 180. Your daily dose of joy is no more. Frustrating, right? Well, that disappointment. That's exactly what we want to steer clear of when transforming your social page from play to pay. Hey there, dream chasers, budding creators, and rising entrepreneurs. It's me, Lola. You are listening to the Smoke and Profit Podcast, where I share inspiration that's actionable to build you up spiritually, creatively, and socially. You're here because you need to change the direction of your social page, and I've got you covered. Today's episode is about taking your social page from play to pay, aka an income source, so you can stash some cash from the extra money you make on social media. This episode is so useful. And to say that it's kind of like an understatement, but it is because I'm sharing my top tips to help you pivot your social page and give it a new purpose. How does that sound? So cool, right? Okay. Whether you're switching up your page or working behind the scenes for others, this bite-sized guide is here to help you reach one big end goal, making your social space more meaningful and monetizable. This is how you can have a bigger impact and turn your casual posts on social media into an income source. Okay, so I'm ready to share my top tips to make your social page switch more seamless and satisfying. But first, let's take a trip down memory lane. Here's how my social journey started and how my calling nudged me to pivot my social page. I got on social media for the same reason most people do, to connect with friends, meet new people, and have fun. But then I got a burden to blog and live stream. This is when I started The Smoking Profit, and that's why I had to pivot my page from play to pay. Starting The Smoking Profit felt like a call into ministry. I don't know why God called me into ministry, but I believe he did. And I feel that the internet and social media is like my pulpit. That's my place to serve people. I also think God called me into ministry before I started The Smoking Prophet. Let's take a step back to my childhood. When I was around five to seven years old, I remember standing in my grandparents' closet on a chair directly in front of a mirrored vanity. I looked at myself in that mirror and thought, how do I exist? I felt like I was outside of my body looking at myself. And I'm thinking about space and just everything that's out there in the world. And I'm like, how the heck do I even exist? Where did I come from? This is when I realized something infinitely big and powerful had made me. And that blew my mind. Now, around nine to 10 years old, I found a pocket-sized Bible. I remember because I remember around what grade I was in. I read much of that little pocket-sized Bible on my own. It wasn't a lot. It was just the New Testament, Proverbs, and the book of Psalms. The book of Revelation was really, really fascinating to me. So I read that and it didn't freak me out. I read it, but it's not like I really understood it. But anywho, in the back, there was a call to salvation and a prayer. And that's when I learned about salvation. Take a moment to think. Did you have any early ideas about your calling or since something greater was calling you? Feel free to share your thoughts with me in the comments. Now, my dream life back then was pretty interesting. 
but my childhood dreams were more than just fantasies. I dreamt of future events and had deja vu moments. One dream that remains etched in my memory is the joy of finding Krispy Kreme donuts in my grandparents' den. I'm smiling now thinking about that. A scene that unfolded in reality when I woke. Now, if you don't know what Krispy Kreme donuts are, they are the most delicious sugary morsels. And if you get them when the hot sign is on, that means that they are fresh. And like having Krispy Kreme donuts as a kid was like, man, the whole week was going to be great if that happened. So anyways, that was a really nice dream. And then to wake up and see it was also very, very nice. I think that dream and that memory stays with me so much because I really believe it's the first prophetic dream I remember having, a dream where I saw the future. So at this point, I definitely felt like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> this world is more than what you see, you know? And I felt like there was a God and that God was real and reaching out to me. Don't get me wrong. My family loved God and they took me to church faithfully every week, but I didn't know God was real. And that's because I knew about God through what I heard about him and not from my own personal experience. There is a major difference. Back then, I'd also have calling dreams or dreams where I felt like God was guiding me to him. It seems I had more calling dreams as a teenager. Some dreams were marked with divine beings verbally urging me to get saved. At the same time, other dreams were about me going on adventures or saving people in some dystopian type world. This is when my calling dreams started evolving into a mission. As an adult, God confirmed his calling for me through dreams and the words of others. Around 19 years old, almost immediately after openly confessing Christ as the Son of God and my Savior, I dreamed I was speaking in front of a group of women. A few years later, I found myself delivering, I'm laughing, <laughs> delivering a sermon in seminary in front of women. Fast forward to 2012, God spoke to me and said I'd be in full-time ministry within the next 10 to 15 years. I was walking through the building at my job when that happened. I thought, this is strange considering I don't preach. Like, I don't even see how this is going to happen because I have no desire to do it back then and even now. Okay, let's keep going. But then in 2015, I got the burden to start a blog. So I started the smoking process with no computer, zero web building skills, and no fancy camera, mic, or editing tools. Let me be clear before I go any further. Ministry and preaching was never my ambition. But with time, I did feel comfortable using my blog and podcast to reach people. That's how my creatorship journey started. It was a challenge too. I was balancing full-time parenthood and a demanding job, but I made it work. My days were for my job, my evenings were for my family, and my nights were for my blog. Over time, I realized I wanted to help others with their callings and social pages too. So I did. I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but I cannot even keep up with the stuff that I've done. Sometimes I'm organizing files and I look and I see stuff and it blows my mind. I'm like, wow. So it's just a testament to the things that you can do when you put the opportunity in front of you to just try and create. Okay, let's get back to this. But helping others with content that spreads positive messages online is super, super important to me. This is why I shifted my content again to equip the calling driven to spread a message and shine a bright light on social media. This is when my mission became more clear. Share inspiration with actionable steps 
to build people up spiritually, creatively, and socially. From that point on, I repeated that over and over and over in my messaging. Fast forward to 2019. God told me I could leave my job. That was terrifying. I don't know if you would be excited about it or not. I don't know if you've ever had a feeling like take a big leap and that something intangible was calling you to take a big leap. But if you have or have not, let me know in the comments. So this was terrifying to me, but God used a dream to confirm it and to force the future out of me. I share this dream in detail in episode number 47, a prophetic word for your life. I'll drop that link in today's episode description. But to briefly recap the dream, I opened a bag of garden soil to my surprise, The soil had plants in it and they were budding. And God told me, before you can plant, you'll be in bloom. I left my corporate job and have continued to look forward since. In my first year of independent business, the dream's essence materialized. I not only survived, I thrived. There was no launch before I could even be planted. I was blooming, but the groundwork was there. Opportunities were blossoming, just like that bag of garden soil I saw. And I was just starting. And my balance sheet echoed success. I was in the black, not the red. I repeat, in my first year as a business owner, I made more money than I spent. I was in the black, not the red. God came through. Now, here's why I shared that story. When I first got on social media, it was all about play for me. Next, I switched things up to post what was more meaningful, specifically God-inspired messages. And after that, I realized I needed to do more than inspire people. I needed to inspire and equip. So I started sharing tutorials, personal development tools, and inspiration that's actionable to build people spiritually, creatively, and socially. That means I pivoted my page a few times. I made plenty of mistakes too. Mistakes I want you to avoid. One of my biggest mistakes was making a big switch on my social page super fast. Big mistake, bad idea. My engagement took a nosedive. It dropped all the way down. That meant it went from high to low. Here's the problem with low engagement. The algorithm will think your page is not interesting or relevant, showing it less often. This is why I said, big mistake, bad idea. I needed more interactions because that tells the algorithm to favor my page and show it to more people. Just a quick reminder, interactions include likes, comments, shares, saves, views, and some other stuff that we might get into later. Okay, so it turns out changing my page too fast wasn't my smartest move. Then it hit me, the quick switch pushed away my followers who were there from the start, the ones who trusted me and helped me grow online and would continue to help me grow, right? The lesson learned, change is good, but timing is everything. So before you switch up your page, let's make sure we get the timing right, okay? Answer these three questions. Question one, what's the heartbeat of your switch? Here's why this matters. Have you ever wondered why some social media pages stand out while others fade into the background? The secret lies in their heartbeat. That is the message or mission that ignites the creator and in turn will ignite others. This is what sets you apart, making people remember you over others. Here's how to find your heartbeat. Reflect on what truly ignites you. 
What's the core message or mission that drives you? When you find that, you find the essence of what drives you is your heartbeat. Your turn to try. Here's a specific exercise to do right now or later. Get some paper and a marker. Consider what makes you unique in the digital space you're called to positively impact. And answer this. Why should people choose your social media page over someone else's? Write down what sets you apart. Any and everything that comes to mind. Some of what you write will become the backbone of your heartbeat and purpose. Question two, who can you help? What can you help this community achieve? Is it comic relief? A personal goal? Maybe some escapism? Here's why this matters. Knowing who you can help and what you can help them with is how you build a thriving community. Acknowledging their struggles is how you connect with them, help them feel seen, and build trust. Here's how to identify your community or your target audience. I have a discovery question that can demystify finding your audience. It's based on something I learned from experience. Your audience often reflects a version of yourself that struggle with something you're passionate about solving. Yep, that's right. Your audience likely mirrors a version of yourself that once needed support and sometimes still needs support. Your turn to try. Reflect on some of your early struggles in your area of expertise specifically. Then answer this discovery question. When you started your area of expertise, what struggle did you need help with the most? Now use this insight to build a thriving community through your social page. Question three, how can you create a visual identity that tells your story across every platform? And I'm talking whatever social network you are posting to. Here's why it matters. Visual identity is the impression people have of your brand. It's what leaves an undeniable, indelible mark on your audience's memory and sets the tone or expectation for your brand. All of this is just a fancy way of saying, it's how people see you. It's a visual story that helps them recognize you instantly. Ever watch an ad and know who the brand is without the brand making an announcement? That's what I'm talking about. Here's how to craft your visual identity. Identify fonts, symbols, emojis, colors, a writing style, and words that represent your heartbeat and purpose. Your turn to try. Create a list of benefit words and intentionally use them often in your writing. Benefit words are so special. They're like your go-to words to use in your writing and also as inspiration when you're making content. These words will help to trigger your audience's emotions and get a reaction from them. Benefit words can also help you find symbols, colors, and fonts that represent the heartbeat of your brand. Okay, so far we've covered three questions to answer before you make your pivot from play to pay because I told you that change is good, but timing is everything. These questions should help you identify your heartbeat, name who you can help, and start creating a visual identity. Now, let's talk about some mistakes to avoid when switching your social media page from play to pay. Think of this as a map of missteps and wrong turns that you are going to avoid. Remember, I switched my social page a few times and made lots of mistakes. Okay, let's start. Mistake number one, don't change your page all of a sudden and confuse your followers. Changing your page 
too much, too fast, could confuse followers and make your engagement drop. And that would be bad for your page's growth. Earlier, I told you how I switched my page in a snap and my engagement dropped terribly. Well, once the engagement dropped, it only seemed to get worse. That's because low engagement tells algorithms that a page is not interesting. What happens next is the algorithms recommend the page less. So now less people are seeing your stuff. Here's one way to avoid that. Change your page name, bio, and content slowly versus all in one day. And as you change your content, sprinkle in the new posts with some of the old stuff that you know that people liked. The goal here is to create a rollout of small changes that help your audience stick with you and help them to stay happy and curious. The cool thing about a happy and curious audience is that they help you attract more followers and reach more people because they're engaged, okay? And the high engagement tells the algorithm to recommend your page more. So no fast changes, slowly roll things out to keep your audience happy and curious. And remember, you need an audience to build a bigger audience. Let's move on to the next mistake. Mistake number two, don't try to sell or promote what you do on every post. I imagine you're probably super excited to show people what you can do, to show off your skills, services, and solutions. I'm excited that you're excited and not scared. And I really, really mean that because some people are scared to sell and promote their work. And some don't promote their stuff because they don't feel comfortable doing it. But when you know what you know can help someone with something they want and they desire, it's not selling or promoting, it's sharing, it's helping. And you should be excited to do that. So can we pause for a sec and just think, how does that make you feel? The idea of sharing versus selling or promoting. I hope it makes you feel more comfortable and I hope it makes you feel more capable because you are, okay? Now, before you run off and start sharing your skill, service, or solution on every post, keep this in mind. The problem with pivoting your page from play to all promotional posts is you confuse your audience. And we already talked about confusing our audiences, right? When you confuse them, they typically engage less and then that messes with your algorithm and you don't want that, okay? <laughs> we don't wanna run the risk of getting low engagement and reactions because what comes next is the algorithm thinks that our page is boring and not important and shows it less often. So that won't help you sell your skills, services, or solutions. That won't help you make an income off of your page. That won't help you make more of an impact. So let's get into reactions and engagement a little bit more here. Reactions like likes and comments help your page grow. It helps you reach new people online. Let me repeat this. The more likes and comments you get, the more the algorithm likes your page and shows it to more people. Other interactions that you want are shares, saves, views, link clicks, purchases made from those link clicks, and even getting people to spend more time on your social page. Did you know that? Like getting people to stay on your social page is a win, okay? All right, to wrap this up, instead of promoting something on every post, put your followers first. Connect with who your followers are, then show them who you are. And lastly, share what you have to offer or share what you do, but not in a pushy or bossy way like buy my stuff, hurry up, order now, 
or you'll miss out. This stuff can make people unfollow you fast. So instead, share things that can serve and help your community, your audience, the people that follow you and the people that see you on your social page. Do that and you'll know what can help them because you've taken time to learn what they need and what they could find useful or entertaining. Now, I could go on and on and on about mistakes, but I really, really think that the two mistakes that we covered are enough for now. Up next, we'll go over some things that will help you make your switch from play to pay. All right, it's time to hit the ground running. So far, we've covered why I switched my social page, three questions to ask yourself before you change the purpose of your page and the content on your social social page and we just covered two mistakes to avoid at all costs. Now I want to give you a straight up strategy to use for immediate impact. These strategies can help you stay consistent while switching your social page from play to pay. That is turning your casual posts into a source of income. Let's dive in. First things first, do post often and consistently. Posting often can help you keep your audience's eyes, ears, and heart. That is their attention, interest, and trust. Plus, consistently posting on social can increase your visibility and reach. Yes, something that helps me post often and consistently is treating social media like the friend I've got to talk to every day. Next thing I want you to do is do share everyday moments. This is a natural way of connecting with others online and it doesn't come off like an ad or spammy because you're allowing others to just see a snapshot of your day. Here's what an everyday moment could look like for you. A picture of your favorite meal, your workspace, a walk into work, a project or something you're passionate about. Things you do to relax like reading a book or something with your family and your family includes people, pets, and plants. <laughs> All right, next thing is, do you invite others to interact with you? This can be as simple as writing a caption that says, give a thumbs up if you agree, or you could start one of your social media posts with asking for advice. Both of these statements are gonna help invite others to interact with you. And when they interact with you, that's one of those things that helps with engagement. Remember, we talked about that earlier. Okay, next thing is do collaborate with others. If collaborations are coming in slowly, boost your visibility by resharing other people's content, commenting on popular posts, and giving your commentary on topics that align with your heartbeat. This is a cool way to tap into other people's audiences without an official collab. We got a few more to go. The next one up here is do talk about news and trends and predictions. So I wrote a pretty cool blog about this. Unleashing viral brilliance, mastering trending topics for all generations. But if you just want a two minute strategy to use immediately without reading that blog, try this. Go to trends.google.com. Again, that is trends.google.com and tap on trending now. Pick one worthy topic that screams you, then go to your social page and post, I just learn and add the topic of your choice. And that's all. This is such an easy way to talk about something without deep diving into it or even giving your opinion. And it lets you draw your community to you, increase engagement, and steer your page from play to pay. So go ahead and try that two-minute strategy today and watch your engagement. It can really climb just from doing that. Next up, do consistently tell your story visually. Stick with colors, fonts, a writing style, and words that consistently represent your heartbeat, the purpose behind your switch, okay? And last but not least, be yourself. Staying consistent on social media can be hard. The filters, the time demands, yes the time demands because baby like <laughs> 
when news hits, people expect you to talk about it if you're into commentary, if you're someone that is establishing yourself as a subject matter expert in your industry or someone that is an educator in your industry, they expect you to have all of the answers. So the time demands can be really, really hard if you are someone that is a business owner, like people want you to have the latest thing, right? Time demands can really, really be tough, especially when it comes to social because it's like instant. People expect to type and the answer is there. They expect to message you and you respond promptly. Shout out to tools that allow you to automate the response process and the bots that help us with that. But anywho, remember my social media burnout story? I had nine point one million monthly views on one of my social pages set a goal to hit 10 million then I ghosted the page because I was tired and one of the posting recommendations was to post 20 posts per day and when that happened I said I'm done I ghosted it terrible idea but that put me over the edge I say all of that to say managing a social media page has its rough days it has its highs and lows rain and rainbows so don't make it harder by trying to be something you're not that can make it really really tough so just be your Yourself. When you're yourself, it's easy to keep up with that image. If you're trying to be someone else, it's going to make this social media pivot for you so much harder. So just be yourself, okay? All right, that's all we have for now. We're done. Time to rewind the tape and recap today's episode because this was a bit more than the bite-sized tutorials I usually like to give. So let's recap real quick. In this episode, we unlocked your play to pay playbook, a personal guide with steps to turn your social page into a source of income. First, I kicked the episode off with a trip down memory lane. There I shared my social media start and my pivot into purpose. That pivot came with its challenges. Gotta be honest, some challenges were self-induced. Yep, they were my fault. Okay, that's when I realized changing your page overnight might sound exciting, but timing is everything. And that's why you need to answer the three questions I gave you earlier. The three questions will help you unpack your heartbeat. It'll help you recognize who your community and audience is. And it will also help you to identify a visual identity that can help you tell your story across social platforms. Next, we went over two mistakes to avoid abrupt changes, and constantly promoting on your social page because sharing our mistakes helps us grow together. <laughs> and I don't mind sharing mine. I wrapped up this episode with seven social media engagement strategies. Yep, I just went over seven social media engagement strategies. If you remember nothing else from this episode, remember these few things. Make gradual changes to your social page, put your audience first, have fun, and be yourself. So let me ask you a question. How did this episode make you feel? Are you inspired to do something? Tell me more. Leave me a comment. Okay, so thanks for trusting me with your time today. I super, super appreciate it. Hope this episode helps you switch your social page from play to pay. That is from where you're posting casually to where you're now making an income from your social media page. I really, really appreciate you taking time to be with me. Until next time, have the most amazing life. Bye! Spiritually, creatively, socially, spiritually, creatively, socially, to life, to life, do it better, do it better, to life, to life, do it better, do it better. The smoking profit will
fire and equip you. The smoke and profit takes your skills and gifts and mold you. Do life, do life, do it better, do it better.